Welcome back, everyone, to the NFT Nation podcast, the most relatable and reliable NFT and crypto podcast in the nation. In today's episode of NFT Nation's Bitcoin Bulletin, I will be covering a few news stories from the crypto and NFT world to give everyone a brief rundown of what's been going on in the current state of the market. So without further ado, let's hop into the news stories. So for our first story, it is Skybridge goes all in on crypto, betting on tremendous growth ahead. So Skybridge Skybridge Capital is working on pivoting the majority of its assets under management into digital assets as the sector represents uh, tremendous growth for the firm. So they're pretty bullish on the future of the crypto market. The hedge fund the hedge fund uh, was fa- was founded by former United States politician Anthony Scaramucci in 2005 and first uh, delved into Bitcoin in late 2020. The firm also has money uh, deployed in other hedge funds, late stage private tech companies and real estate with its total assets under management reported to be around $7.3 billion. So this is obviously a huge player in the finance market. Skybridge now manages a $7 million Bitcoin fund, among others, and has actively been working to get a spot Bitcoin uh, ETF, which is an exchange-traded fund, on the uh, stock market, and they want the ETF to be approved by the SEC so it's able to be um, invested by retail consumers through the stock market. Speaking with Bloomberg in the uh, lead-up to its annual Skybridge Alternatives Conference, Uh, This week, Scaramucci said that the firm is repositioning itself to eventually be a leading cryptocurrency asset manager and advisor. So they're obviously transferring their company into more of a crypto-friendly hedge fund, if that makes sense. Scaramucci also said that we made a decision during the pandemic that we we had to uh, relitigate our entire portfolio. There's a pre-pandemic world and a post-pandemic world. And a post-pandemic world has a lot more government deficits, and it's also more uh, uncertainty related to growth. So they obviously don't know if their standard basic uh, investments will see the same amount of growth uh, post-pandemic. He also said, for us, we think the cryptocurrency markets represent tremendous growth. It comes with volatility, certainly, but I think over the, the three to five years, we'd like that trajectory. So obviously, they know there's a lot of risk. Um, in the crypto market, but overall, they believe it's going to be more positive than negative in the future. Uh, John Darcy also commented on transferring assets, and uh, he's he's actually Skybridge's uh, director of business development, and he noted that the firm's growing focus on crypto was brought uh, about due to a huge drawdown in the credit portion of the firm's hedge fund manager's portfolio. Seeking out investments in stronger growth-oriented managers, the firm is now looking for allocations across many crypto assets and blockchain process or projects, with Darcy noting that the Skybridge is extremely bullish on the sector. So they believe that they're not going to make the returns they want in the standard uh, finance stocks and kind of bond market. They want to see uh, better growth, so they're transforming, transforming their assets into crypto. He also said that we, we decided to do a, a portion of the capital that was previously allocated to credit managers was invested directly into crypto assets like Bitcoin and Ethereum, but then also rotate capital into crypto asset managers like Multicoin, Polychain, uh, Pantera, and people of that nature. So they're all not only are they investing 
into uh, crypto tokens. They were investing into kind of Web3 developments as well. The bullish comments came uh, come just after weeks after Scaramucci noted the blockchain industry has a very bright future, but was concerned by some absolutely despicable U.S. politicians that could uh, kind of mess up the growth projections of the crypto sector. My kind of personal thoughts on this is that it's really good to see major players in the finance industry become bullish on crypto because obviously these um, hedge funds have made their majority of their money through the stock market as well as many different uh, bonds and options and stuff like that. So it's good to see that they believe there is a profitable, um, there is a lot of profit to be made inside the crypto market. They're expecting a greater move into the crypto space. Um, that's great to see because when a big hedge fund like this thinks there's more and more people going to join the crypto space, it's obviously bullish for the entire uh, kind of crypto world as a whole. And if, if um, a big hedge fund like this is bullish, I am certainly bullish, really, no matter what the price is going on um, day to day. I just know that crypto is the future and I'm bullish if a massive player like that, like Skybridge, is bullish. Also, I appreciate the big players coming out and announcing their positions and views on the market, even though prices are down. I like that they're kind of being real with everyone by saying, hey, prices may not be where everyone wants it to be right now, but we are still bullish on the future of the market. And for my second story for you all today is that the first crypto dating show raised $6 million to build the Netflix of Web3 with help from Paris Hilton. And this story actually comes from Fortune.com. And Mad Realities, a company that wants to become the Web3 version of Netflix, just raised $6 million after launching what might be the first ever crypto dating show. The seed round was led by uh, Paradigm, the, the venture capital firm founded by Coinbase co-founder Fred Ursum and former Sigwatic uh, capital partner Matt Huang. It includes investors like Paris Hilton's media company, 1111 Media, OK Play, co-founder Chris Orvitz, and many, many others. We know what, uh, what is strategic, and we got what we need for this company, and we got and we went and got it. So this is what the Mad Realities co-founder said um, when explaining, like, kind of like uh, raising money for this big project. Also, they added that <clears throat> they manifested Paris Hilton's investment, and they were really, really bullish on getting Paris Hilton on board with this uh, development and kind of the Netflix of Web3. So before this round, Ma and uh, Luton raised over $500,000 to create their first show called Proof of Love by selling NFTs that represent membership to the Mad Realities platform. With the funds, Ma, Luton, and their team started uh, posting episodes of Proof of Love, a YouTube show that feels from, uh, similar to The Bachelorette, but even sillier. And they actually dropped this in March. But Law and Luton have big plans beyond their first show. They plan to create more content with the ultimate goal of building a decentralized media company to compete with streaming services and television networks. So obviously they're going to make something uh, like kind of like a television series similar to The Bachelorette, but they in but their bigger but their uh kind of wide and massive future plans is to create a whole media company that is decentralized. Um, so Proof of Love was named as a nod to the blockchain mechanisms like Proof of Work or Proof of Stake, 
which uh, dictate obviously how transactions are validate, valid, validated and proof of work is for Bitcoin and something like proof of stake is for Solana. If uh, anyone has uh, uh, wondering what proof of stake and proof of work are. Also, we have a great episode on understanding what proof of stake is, if anyone is wondering about that. Though it is the it is most viewed episode, it's only around like 6,000 views. Proof of Love has garnered a fandom and appreciation from the crypto community. Hundreds of people attend the show's live shoots and hangout, and Mad Realities has over a thousand members in a Discord group chat. By raising funds with NFTs, Ma and Luton, which are kind of like the directors of it, were able to retain creative control of the project and decided to work with their fans to build out the series. While crowdfunding, uh, they sold six type of Rose Ticket NFTs at different price points. Each NFT promised holders many different perks. The Sangria Rose Ticket NFT allows holders to, to have a say on what happens on the show. The Sequin Rose Ticket NFT allows holders to earn a producer credit and get a video of everyone at in-person events bowing down to you. In its crowdfunding website states, other Rose Ticket NFTs have different allowances like the or different uh, kind of abilities like the ability to put your friend in the show play host or another role in the choice of the show or and so on so obviously there's a many many different abilities that these nfts can have on the kind of uh portion of the show when building out mad realities further and launching other shows ma and luton plan to keep things interactive by driving the content around what the fans pick so they obviously want to get a lot of uh, community interaction inside the show to make it seem more personal and kind of more community driven. Like they want to have a major focus on the community with this show. Long term, they said that uh, long term, we want this to be a decentralized media platform where at its core, we focus on shared experiences and co-creation and ownership at the community layer. Uh, so he also said that you can imagine uh, like a crypto Netflix but every show has its own community behind it with the relationship much more double-sided between the creator and the audience. So obviously um, the audience has a lot of say on what will happen in the show. With their latest funding round, the co-founders plan to hire an engineering and development team, uh, as well as they hope to upturn the media industry. They, uh, they, they added that the proof of love was, well, just proof of concept for mad realities. It's only their first stepping stone in changing the kind of media industry. They also said that we have this plan for, uh, for a much larger thing. It's not just one show. We want to generate this strong connection with the younger generation and bring the next 100 million people into crypto by creating both a brand but also a protocol. We think content is the thing that's going to bring the next 100 million people in. So obviously they uh, understand that a way to get people into crypto is to give them something they can interact with, like a show with community-driven ideas. They also said that though they recognize some people see crypto as scammy, Ma and Luton contend that their brand isn't. uh, They've been doxxed regularly, and they say they've shown follow-through after proof of love. So obviously they're doing everything I can to kind of prove to the audience that they are here for the long run and not just here to kind of have a rug pull with some fake show. For the third story today, it is Binance is to limit services to Russians following latest round of uh, the European Union sanctions. Binance, one of the world's largest crypto exchanges by trade volume, said Thursday it will limit services to Russian customers 
in an attempt to honor the EU's latest round of sanctioned measures. Russian nationals or natural persons residing in Russia, as well as legal entities established in the country with crypto uh, with crypto portfolios exceeding 10,000 euros, will be put into withdrawal-only mode, according to um, Binance's blog post. Accounts for Russian nationals residing outside of Russia who are able to prove with a uh, verifiable address, as well as those below the crypto threshold, will remain unaffected. So obviously, if you're in Russia and have less than 10,000 euros in your crypto portfolio, you're okay. Derivative positions for those who have a crypto account balances that exceed the threshold will be, giving ni- will be given 90 days to close out their positions, Binance said in its post as well. No new positions will be allowed to be added. And many people kind of wondering, what is a derivative? And I got a little um, simple definition for you. Is that uh, crypto derivatives work like traditional derivatives in the sense that a buyer and seller into an, enter into a contract to sell an underlying asset. Such assets are sold at a predetermined time and price. As such, derivatives do not have an inherent value but rely on the value of the underlying asset. So it's pretty much two people agreeing to buy a certain asset at a certain price at a certain time. And obviously, if they have, they have to close out all their assets if um, these derivatives are kind of in the future. Previously uh, hesitant about imposing restrictions on Russian nationals, uh, Binance CEO CZ, is what everyone calls him, said in an interview with Bloomberg last month that... He actually said in the the Bloomberg interview last month, his exchange would resist calls to limit services to normal people. So obviously he doesn't want to have to limit services to people that have nothing to do with the Ukraine invasion. Binance's move Thursday files against its prior stance, uh, as well as the position of other well-established exchanges, including Kraken and Coinbase, as pressure mounts over the uh, Ukraine and Russian sanctions. So obviously a lot of companies are moving away from Russia because of what's going on right now, and Binance is kind of following in that lead. The the EU's latest round of sanctions includes a a prohibition to purchase, import, or transfer coal and other solid fossil fuels, a prohibition to prove access to EU ports, and further export bans on pretty much on Russia. It also includes a series of targeted economic measures, which includes an extended uh, prohibition on deposits into crypto wallets. Um, also, uh, there's a lot of there's also there's a lot of been also bans on Russia, not just the EU, but in the entire world. And this is kind of just the latest round of what's been going on. While these measures are potentially restrictive to normal Russian citizens, Binance must continue to lead the industry in implementing these sanctions. So pretty much, Binance needs to follow the rules just like everyone else. Binance said in its post. That uh, we believe all other major exchanges must follow rules soon. Um, just I think obviously since Binance is a big player in the space, um, I think a lot of our upcoming crypto exchanges have already sanctioned Russia, but more and more will begin to follow in their footsteps. Earlier this month, the EU adopted its fifth round of sanctions against Russia over its military aggression against Ukraine. Russia's invasion, which began on February 24th, sparked global condemnation from the Western powers and triggered a flurry of economic sanctions aimed at imposing costs on Vladimir Putin's regime. So obviously, even though Binance is based in China and China really isn't doing much about the Russia invasion, um, Binance kind of had to do something because so many of the big players in the crypto industry are sanctioning Russia and kind of leaving 
or taking away their services from Russia. So Binance is like, you know what? We can't be the only one in Russia. Like we're getting the bad rap pretty much. We need to exit and kind of put the pain on Vladimir Putin the best way we can. So for the fourth and final story today, it is that the payment company Stripe enables crypto payouts in USDC. And this article comes from Blockworks. Uh, payment company Stripe is now enabling crypto payments in the USD coin, which is called USDC. And it's, that's a stable coin. And Twitter creators will be the first to be able to use this service. The process for fans and customers to pay creators, freelancers, and sellers uh, or solopreneurs is what you could say can be difficult, especially outside of major markets. Stripe product manager Karan Sharma said in a uh, blog post on Friday. While the store value aspects of cryptocurrencies typically receive the most attention, we view the prospect of open access global financial rails as being as at least equal or equally compelling. So obviously, um, even though a lot of people see crypto as a future asset, kind of like gold, especially with Bitcoin, sometimes it just needs to be um, value that can be easily transferred like stable coins. The crypto payouts will add to connect the, the payout platform Stripe that was created in 2015. Businesses currently use Connect to uh, programmably send payouts to roughly 70 countries and local currencies. A select group of creators on Twitter, Stripe's first partner, will be able to use the crypto-based rails to receive earnings from the social media platform. Twitter already uses Connect to pay creators through its ticketed spaces and super followers products. So Stripe is already in the Twitter kind of uh, space. So this is just adding on to the product that they offer. Payouts will first be supported in the USDC stablecoin via the Polygon network or the Matic network. And uh, according to the company, um, creator earnings will be paid into Polygon compatible wallets such as MetaMask, Coinbase Wallet, or Rainbow Wallet, and creators can hold their earnings in USDC or convert them into whatever local currency they may need. Uh, Jeremy Allaire, the CEO of Circle, the firm behind USDC, said in a Twitter post that the promise of digital currencies such as USDC has enabled anyone to easily receive payments anywhere in the world. Having He, uh, he also said that having one of the most important payment companies in the world adopting USDC is an indicator of things to come. We share the, their mission to grow the GDP of the internet and believe USDC is going to become a key building block for the internet of commerce. Sharma said that Stripe plans to add additional rails and current payout currencies over time and seeks to support crypto payouts in more than 120 countries by the end of the year. So obviously um, Stripe and other many, many other companies are continuing to build on top of crypto and implementing crypto into their kind of exchange and product-based um, kind of platforms. Stripe also announced partnerships last month with FTX and blockchain.com to offer support for exchanges, on-ramps, wallets, and NFT marketplaces. So obviously not only is Stripe implementing uh, the use of stablecoins into basic payments for kind of creators, they're also implementing a huge part of the crypto world onto their product base. Uh, Stripe became the first major payment company to support Bitcoin payments all the way back in 2014. So obviously, um, they've had a long history in crypto, and they're continuing to build on top of it. But ended its support of the crypto asset in 2018, um, which is kind of weird to see that they started so early and ended it, and they decided to cancel it. But they, they said that um, Bitcoin has evolved and become better suited for being an asset 
than being a means of exchange. Uh, that's, that's, what, that's what Stripe said when they started canceling the Bitcoin payments in 2018. And I, I honestly tend to uh, kind of agree with them because Bitcoin is very slow. If you're going to use something to exchange and send money back and forth, you wouldn't want to do it in Bitcoin since it's very slow and kind of seen as a store of value. You want to do it in a stable coin or something that is easily transferable like Ethereum, Solana, a proof of stake, um, blockchain, or like a stable coin. So I, I really enjoyed these stories today. It kind of gives a positive feedback into the crypto market while a lot of ups and downs have been happening in the past few deep uh, days and weeks. And yeah, guys, if you all found something interesting today, feel free to send this to a friend or uh, give us five stars on Spotify. That would be greatly appreciated. That really helps Spotify know that people actually enjoy our content and want to continue to see us grow. Also, if you want to uh, follow us on some of our Instagram uh, or I'm so sorry, if you want to follow us on some of our social medias, go right ahead. It's going to be at NFT underscore nation underscore podcast. It is uh, the same uh, same username for all of social medias like TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So feel free to message us on any of those if you have a future concept or idea for an episode. Also, if you're a developer in the Web3 or crypto community, or maybe you're a creator of an NFT project, feel free to message us and we would love to have you on the podcast for an interview. So yeah, guys, that's going to be it for me uh, today. This has been the NFT Nation podcast and have a good one. Thank you.